0: Hi, and thanks for joining the LDV Podcast. My name is David Maldo, and today I'd like to thank our sponsor, Zoom. You could learn more about their cloud video offerings at zoom.us. And the reason I wanna thank them is because lately I've been particularly interested in the new social media streaming phenomenon. People are broadcasting to massive audiences on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube Live. So since Zoom now integrates with social media streaming, I asked them if they could provide an expert to answer a few questions for me. So let's see what I learned. Hi, Natasha, good to see you.
1: Hi, David, good to see you.
0: Thanks, Uh, and thanks for joining me today. Uh, Before we start, could you just take a minute to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role at Zoom?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'm the senior product manager here at Zoom, and I manage the Zoom meetings and Zoom video webinar products, which we can get into the details of real quick, but it's the it's the whole enchilada of video conferencing, whether it's small meetings or it's large broadcasted webinar events.
0: Oh well, good. So you're the you're the right person to talk to today because I want to learn about your live streaming capability, but I really want to learn about it in the perspective of the entire Zoom enchilada. So mm-hmm. that's why I asked you to invite me here today. We're we're in a typical Zoom meeting. This is just your Zoom meeting room. So my understanding is most of your customers, this is the majority of, uh, I'm guessing Zoom hosts millions of these kinds of meetings every month or something like that.
1: Yeah, we actually, you know, we recently published a stat. We hosted over 20 billion annualized meeting minutes last year, and that number went up from 6.9 billion the previous year. And, uh, yeah, so we're we're uh, we significantly, we're becoming a larger and larger company by the day. Uh, we have over 700,000 businesses uh, about seven thousand educational institutes. Um, so we have a huge set of customers spread across, you know, geographically as well as uh, vertically. Uh, and yes, they use, you know, they use the Zoom meetings products to have internal meetings, and they also use the Zoom video webinar products to have either larger internal meetings or have more of a external trainings or, or external announcement kind of events.
0: Okay, so let's break that down. Starting with the, the Zoom meetings, I think the typical video conferencing meeting is three to five, maybe eight connections. Uh, is that your experience of what a, a typical Zoom meeting is? And, and how big can we go?
1: Right, yeah, absolutely right on. The average meeting size as per is at five. That's the average meeting size, you know, for Zoom meeting size. Uh, but that being said, you know, there are meetings which have just two people in them. And then there's meetings which have hundreds of people in them, depending upon what you're trying to achieve with the meeting. Now, we actually increased our default meeting capacity. And by default meeting capacity, I mean, even with the free version of the product, which you're paying absolutely nothing. You can have up to 100 people in a Zoom meeting. Uh, And if you wanted to, you know, you wanted a larger meeting than that, you can go up to 500 people, all of them sharing video and audio simultaneously without the need to, you know, install anything additional or pay for anything extra.
0: Uh, I think that would be a a bit of a chaotic meeting with 500 people in there. Um, But it's good to know you have that capacity. (laughs) And, And honestly, I have heard a couple rare use cases where people want that kind of large meeting, but still having that meeting dynamic. Uh, but yes. typically, once you get large, you you wanna switch to a webinar. You only want a few people presenting and and you want the other people to be in more of an, an audience ro- uh, role. So so Zoom also has a, a webinar product. But the thing is until recently, and, and by recently, the me- I mean the last three to five years, video conferencing was here and webinars were, were here. Completely different companies would offer them. It was a different interface, a different way of working. Now I like the idea of just video being video and treating it all the same. So what I'd like to do now is jump out of this meeting and, and you enabled my uh, my Zoom account to do webinars. So I created a webinar for us. Let's jump into that and let's see how it compares.
1: Excellent, sounds like a plan. See you on the webinar side.
0: Okay, great, see you in a second. Okay, so here we are back together again. And now we're in the webinar. And I noticed the first thing I noticed is it looks a lot like the meeting that we were just in. Now, that must have been hard for the developers. I would think usually when you develop a product, you start with the functionality, what it does, and then you build a UI around it. So that's why webinars usually look different than video conferencing meetings. So how did you force your developers to to make this work like this for you?
1: Right, you know, David, for our for our CEO and our founder, and for everybody at Zoom, our customers come first. You're right on that. Designing it for a different purpose, it's it's easier to do it in a different way. But if you think about it from a customer's point of view, they don't want to have, they shouldn't have to have a different, to have a learning curve for a different product. It's by the same company, and we want to, you know, we want to have consistency across meetings and webinars as much as possible, granted there are different use cases and, you know, but, but still you want to have the same audio, video, chat controls, also chat, that's common. You shouldn't have to relearn the basics. So this was, this was, this is one of our design principles and uh, yeah, so you, it's absolutely by intention that they're similar look and feel. So you as a user don't have to hunt for the common buttons again
0: yeah yeah i 'm noticing even the mute button the the video uh, mute button uh, they 're all in the same place there 's a few new buttons the q and a and the polls things you need for webinars but otherwise, if you could use a, a zoom meeting, i think you 'd be pretty comfortable with this and I appreciate that because I think people are getting comfortable talking on video and we 're going to have a lot more people presenting it 's not just going to be the professional presenters doing webinars so if Regular people are going to be giving webinars. Uh, I don't think they should have to be experts at using these tools. I think it should be easy for them. Absolutely. Okay. And do you find with your users, or are you getting uh, a different use case for webinars? Or are you finding more use of it since it is easier for them?
1: Yeah, you know, we we find slightly different usage. We find that webinars as designed are used by a larger audience, right? So it's usually much more than five, which is the average meeting size. We find that uh, webinars almost always end up using polling because that's one way for, you know, for the organizer or the host to get input back because unlike a meeting, people can't just interrupt the flow by by speaking up. And we also find that webinars tend to get recorded a lot more because, you know, there's these large events, which typically have a lot more prep work that go into it. And usually the content is valuable enough to be replayed, you know, by people who missed it or replayed at a later time or what have you. So we see a lot more cloud recording um, and local recording as well uh, being used with the webinars. And of course, you know, the, the registration functionality, which is webinar specific, Uh, Gets definitely gets used a lot because the marketers out there are trying to build their their list and the lead generation list by using the webinar tools. So, yeah, there are some things that get used a lot more with webinars than meetings. But like you mentioned, the audio and the video piece of it is the common, right? So, so that that's the the consistency across meetings and webinars.
0: So you know, it really sounds like it's not just that Zoom took their meeting product and said, "Well, let's let's." make it scalable to a larger audience and call it a webinar, you really added all of the, the webinar features we'd, ex- we'd expect you to have.
1: Right. Um, we, we tried. <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's jump into the next thing. Let's say we want to go larger. We have our, our let's say we have a 500 people, imaginary people watching on this in this webinar. They registered, but now we want to broadcast to millions and not make them register. Anyone can watch us. So now we're talking about social media streaming. And, and I tried this out before and at the bottom of my UI, there's a more button. So I click the more button, and I see it says live on YouTube. And when I click that, my browser opens. And let me uh, share a screen with you to show you what is happening on my browser here. So it's asking me to choose my, my YouTube account and make it public, why not, and go live. Now this is interesting that I'm doing it all from Zoom. I've used uh, YouTube Live before with other encoders, and I would have to get these codes from within YouTube and paste them in. It was a little more complicated, and it looks like we're streaming live. And let me drag this over here so you could see. Um, And on my screen here, I have a YouTube window that shows, and you can see there's a bit of a delay, but anyone could click onto this YouTube link. I could tweet it out over Twitter, and anyone could be watching us us live right now. And there's a chat people could be chatting with us and and is that really is all there is to it
1: you know you've uh, summarized it really well so our goal with this has been to make it a to make it really easy for a host of the webinar to broadcast their event on either facebook or youtube um, and additionally to other platforms as well but those we find are the most popular so number one super easy you don't need to copy nasty code snippets and make it happen you just click on a few buttons be authorized onto the platform of your choice you can choose if you're going public or private or if you're going to a particular group or a page or what have you and um, that's it right so from a user's point of view it should, it should be as easy as that uh, from the attendees point of view it should be you know so, so it's beautiful that Facebook and YouTube actually prioritize content for you right so you don't if you're going live all your subscribers to your channel will see that notification. So we're cutting out all of the work that marketers have to do in, in putting their links out on Facebook or, or Twitter's or places to publicize that event because Facebook and YouTube are doing the work for you. So they automatically bring the content up, making it easier for people to access the link and click on it. And there we go. Uh, And the third thing is the interactability, which is also powered by these platforms so you can like the video, you can leave a comment on YouTube and on Facebook, you can do much more than that as well. So, you know, those are the things to focus on, make it easy, uh, make it so that, you know, it's easy to, to, you know, customize where the content is going to, use the power of these social networks to prioritize the content. And additionally, you can use the analytics from Facebook or YouTube to find a list of all the users who accessed your video, you know, what demographics they're from, what geographic locations they're from. And, you know, you, so there you have your marketing regeneration pipeline being bolstered not only by your native webinar users, but also users who came from these other platforms.
0: Yeah, you know the 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 um, the easy publication of it is a big point. I noticed that when I was um, playing around with this and testing it out, I was streaming and and I was didn't have an agenda, didn't have a presentation, didn't have anything to share. I was literally just testing the platform, but as soon as I started streaming, a notification went out to all of the followers of my YouTube channel, and people started watching. And I was interacting with them in the chat. Hey, David, how's it going? What's going on? Oh, I'm just testing out this platform. What do you guys think? Oh, try this, try that. And usually it's so hard to get an audience when you do a webinar. You have to promote and put it out on, on social media. With this, you just start streaming and people just start watching.
1: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. We had a similar situation when we first launched this feature early in this year and we were just doing a demo, right? So we do these weekly uh, webinars for our existing customers to go, hey guys, here's what we've launched. You know, here's how you use it. Go ahead, use it, enjoy. And we were just doing one of these things and we typically have, have, have about 300 to 500 people join these things every other day of the week. And this time we actually Facebook, we were demonstrating Facebook Live. Um, and, uh, and YouTube live. So we broadcasted it to the zoom pages on Facebook and YouTube. And, uh, immediately we had, you know, we had people join on because Facebook or YouTube notified them that zoom is broadcasting. And, uh, David, we went from 500 people watching us on the, the, the webinar platform to 3000 people watching us on, on social media. Uh, and it was completely unintended, and we didn't have to move a muscle to get those additional followers because, like I said, Facebook and YouTube are doing the work for you. So why not utilize that?
0: Nice. Yeah. And imagine if you actually did promote that and, and try to get more people. It could go. Now, but it's it's a very different dynamic because with the webinar, uh, people are signing up. They're giving their email they they they're really making a commitment because they know they're going to go on a list and there's going to be follow up. so this has to be something they're really interested in whereas with social media streaming there's no you know you're not collecting any names anyone can watch it with no commitment but i would think from a a marketing uh perspective you would use them for very different things there's sometimes where you really want to collect the leads and there's sometimes when you really want to just get the word out there so our users um it, are they kind of confused what they should use when or they or, or is it just coming naturally to them
1: It's coming very naturally to them. I think everybody wants more people to listen to the content, especially if the messaging is important, right? And yes, ideally, you want to have a list of attendees, you know, the email addresses and all of the information in the registration form. But even if not, Facebook and YouTube still give you the name of the person who's left a comment in there if they did or who's liked the video. And they they still give you a total list and a total... They they give you some analytics. It's not the same as Registration and that's something we're looking into building out more, but we're finding that people are just happy getting more followers and increasing their overall audience. And there's not as much of "I want a list of people I can broadcast to in the future." So it's it's a slightly different use case, but overall the goal is to get more people listening to what you have to say, which is what it's solving for.
0: Okay. And and final question: um, If I was a potential user, and I'm thinking I can already Post videos up on YouTube. I already do all of the social media stuff. Um, Yeah, this is cool and it's new and it's different. But maybe is this a gimmick or is this really important? Why should I really care about this?
1: Yeah, you know, here's there's there's one big reason that Facebook or YouTube direct live feeds don't work as well as this, and that is that if you have a single person talking, right? If you were just talking out to the world you could just take your mobile phone and do a Facebook live or do a YouTube live. And you're done with that. But in, you know, in case of a more of an enterprise play or more of an organizational play, where you have a back and forth between a few panelists or you're interviewing people, or you have more than one person from a different location. So you can't be on the same camera and you're going back and forth between U S and India or New York and San Jose or what have you, you Facebook live doesn't cut it. Right. So that's where, the marrying the zoom video webinar technology with Facebook gives you that option to have this robust set of functionality and video conferencing and then broadcasting that entire thing out to the world. So it's, it's really powerful in that regard. And the other thing I would add is this is just a start. We have just started doing Facebook and YouTube and we are looking into broadcasting to more enterprise ready, you know, companies, products that companies are more serious about than just Facebook uh, and YouTube, for example. Additionally, Facebook is actually investing in Facebook workspace, which is an enterprise tool. So this is just scratching the surface, right? This is just, and it, this is one of the things we thought would work and it's stuck. And now, so we're going to invest in it heavily and make it more functional and, you know, invest in additional platforms, but it's definitely so far from a gimmick. It's, it's really catching steam
0: excellent well you know i love it as part of the whole trend of getting video conferencing just out of the boardroom you know, it's not just a meeting room tool. It, it's, a, it's a people tool. It's a connection tool. So um, making it more flexible, allowing me to use it for different things. This is uh, what, I, what I like to see, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of. So, so thanks so much for joining me today. Um, I'm going to be checking back in with you because I want to hear, uh, as, as your customers start using this, I have a feeling they're going to come up with some really fun stuff. So I want to learn about what, what exactly they, they come up with. Uh, yep. But, again, uh, thanks, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, I'm just gonna back up a little and.
1: Okay. You're already, she's still live on YouTube, by the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if anyone's watching us, hello. <laughs> <laughs>